Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Wake Up. Here's what's happening in Hollywood and the media biz. On Friday, February 12th, 2021, gotta love a Friday on a three-day weekend. But maybe not a great Friday for Kevin Hart. Variety reported that his uh, personal shopper was charged with uh, defrauding him of over $1 million over a two-year period. You see, this is why my mom still buys my clothes for me. Or at least that's the reason I'll be using going forward. Now over to The Movie Biz. And we'll start off at Paramount, who has made a deal for a new face-off movie. Yeah, the Nick Cage, uh, John Travolta movie. They've hired Godzilla vs. Kong director Adam Wingard, and it sounds like he's looking at this as more of a sequel than a remake, but obviously we'll be a little while on this one, according to Deadline. Renowned director George C. Wolfe, who just did the movie Ma Rainey's Black Bottom at Netflix, has lined up his next movie at Netflix as well, according to Variety. He's going to direct a film for the Obama's uh, Higher Ground production company, and it's a biopic of a gay civil rights activist Bayard Rustin, who organized the 1963 March on Washington. The guy who wrote Milk, Dustin Lance Black, wrote the script, but no word yet on a production timeline. And now just a couple of quick items back to back. Disney announced that they're still, quote, intending for Marvel's Black Widow to come out in theaters, but are not quite committing to that current May 7th date, which is less than three months away. So yeah, it's moving. Over at Lionsgate, they've signed up Jack Black for their adaptation of the video game Borderlands. Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart, and Jamie Lee Curtis are already on board. And over at Apple TV uh, Plus, Lily Gladstone, who had a pretty big role in the movie First Cow, which was an indie film that won a lot of awards this fall. Anyway, she scored a role in uh, Scorsese's Killer of the Flower Moon with Leo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. So definitely put Lily Gladstone's name on your radar. Over in the TV set... HBO Max has given a series order to a new show from Issa Rae. It's a comedy called Rap Shit, although the I is an asterisk. You know, censors. It centers on two estranged high school friends from Miami who reunite later in life to a former rap group. The show is now casting, and the eight episodes are going to shoot this summer, according to Variety. Over on the NBC, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is going to finish its run. Its upcoming eighth season will be its last, but that ten-episode season is not going to air until at least the fall. Over at Netflix, the creators of Game of Thrones have set up their third series at the world's most popular streaming service. This one's called The Overstory and is uh, based on a book and has Hugh Jackman as an executive producer. And I'm pretty sure he's attached to uh, act in it as well, although it wasn't exactly clear in the uh, Hollywood Reporter piece. Anyway, the uh, story centers on a world that exists alongside ours, but is far more resourceful and inventive. And what happens when a few key people from our world become able to see that other world? So, kind of like Manhattan and North Jersey? Anyway, uh, Dan and Dave, that's the Game of Thrones guys, uh, they're still writing and developing this, so gonna be a little while on this one as well. Over at Discovery, they've punted their launch of the Magnolia Network, that's their Chip and Joanna Network, uh, to January 2022, or at least for the linear channel on traditional cable services. In the streaming world, the network is going to launch on Discovery Plus on July 15th, and Magnolia will also have its own streaming app, which is going to be free for Discovery Plus subscribers, according to Variety. And now just a couple of quick items back to back. The new Game of Thrones series, House of the Dragon, has added four new cast members, led by Reese Ifans. You can check out the link in the newsletter. That's at thewakeup.substack.com. And that link is also right in the episode notes. So you can click through it right in your podcast app. Over at ABC, they're launching a six-part news magazine show called Soul of a Nation, which is about black life in America. That one will debut sometime in March and also air on Hulu. 
And Stephen Colbert's Tuning Out the News animated series is getting a season two that will air on Paramount Plus starting in March. And we'll round out the TV news with uh, another GameStop documentary project. This time it's over at Netflix and will be a docu-series according to Deadline. Can't we just bring on the parody movie already? And over in the media biz. Disney Plus now has 95 million subscribers worldwide, which is now roughly half of the Netflix total. They're up to 203 million. Disney Plus grew its subscription base about 3.5 times as large as when they started 2020, and they added about 8 million subscribers in December alone. Thanks, Sol. But while those numbers are impressive, from a financial revenue point of view, all is not what meets the eye here. And if you're curious as to why, uh, sign up for the newsletter. Gonna get a little wonky, as I love to do, and dive into the financials behind uh, how much money Disney is making off of those subscribers, which isn't quite the same as uh, Netflix or even HBO Max. Again, you can sign up for that at thewakeup.substack.com. Just enter your email and you'll uh, get that dive and links to everything I talk about here. And that email comes out by 8.30 every weekday morning. And some other numbers in the Disney streaming kingdom to note. ESPN Plus now has 12.1 million subscribers and essentially doubled their subscriber base in 2020. Over at Hulu, they now have 35.4 million subscribers and added 3 million from October through December. And over at Hulu Plus Live TV, which is their pseudo cable bundle, their subscribers were uh, pretty much flat in the fourth quarter and actually went down a little bit to 4 million. But they are still the fifth largest, quote, cable TV provider in the U.S. That's behind Comcast, Charter, DirecTV, and Dish Network. But over at Peacock, some, uh, well, not so great information leaked yesterday, courtesy of The Information, which is a subscription news website. They got their hands on some internal financial reports from NBC Universal, indicating that Peacock is only really used by about 11.3 million households, despite NBCU emphasizing that they have 33 million account signups. So essentially, 22 million people have signed up for an account, but then not really used it, at least according to these numbers. And one more not so great figure, only about 1.3 million accounts out of all of those numbers pay for the uh, $10 a month advertising free premium version of Peacock, 10 months after the launch of the product, according to the roundup of the news in Next TV. And we'll round up the media news in a couple of quick items. Bloomberg News announced that they've laid off about 90 people, which comes out to about 3% of their staff. But financial cutbacks were not the cause. They chalked it up to improving efficiency and removing too many layers that were slowing things down. That's according to Variety. And over at Warner Media, they're going to rebrand their HBO Go streaming services internationally as HBO Max starting in June. So the middle of 2020 will be the first international rollout for HBO Max. Over in the trailer house, Netflix gave us one for a movie called Yes Day. That is a Jennifer Garner-led family comedy and premieres on March 12th and centers on a day where the parents have to say yes to every idea that comes up. That should work out well. Over at HBO Max, they dropped a trailer for Generation, although the T is a plus sign in there, in case you're keeping track at home. Uh, That one centers on a group of high school students who are exploring their sexuality in various ways within a conservative-leaning community. That one premieres on March 11th. And TBS gave us a trailer for uh, their reboot of Wipeout. Yes, the big red balls are back. This time hosted by John Cena, Nicole Byer, and uh, Camille Costic. That one premieres on uh, April Fool's Day, April 1st. Links to all those are in the episode notes. Just hit that details button below the episode title in your podcast app. And it's Friday, so time for a look at the FSS feed. The new movies and TV shows to watch this weekend. 
All right, starting off today, we have a lot of new movies. Over at HBO Max, they have Judas and the Black Messiah. That one also hits movie theaters, of course. That one stars Daniel Kaluuya and uh, Lakeith Stanfield in the story of the FBI and the murder of Black Panther, Fred Hampton. On the other side of the spectrum, we have uh, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar, my favorite title of the year so far. And you can watch that one from home for a $20 uh, PVOD rental via your cable system or on iTunes or Amazon Prime. That one, of course, stars and is written by Kristen Wiig and Annie Mumolo. And the reviews are pretty positive, uh, a little bizarre, but uh, kind of funny. And then there's a movie that's a little more uh, highbrow in terms of its comedy. Uh, that's called French Exit and stars Michelle Pfeiffer and Lucas Hedges. And as far as I've read, is mostly in theaters in New York and L.A., whatever that is at this point. It's also slated to go nationwide in April. Next up is Minari, which was a big hit on the film festival circuit and uh, got on many top 10 lists this year. That one stars Stephen Yoon from The Walking Dead and centers on a Korean-American family adjusting to life in Arkansas. That one's in movie theaters and is also streaming in a proprietary screening room run by its distributor, A24. The link to that is in the newsletter. Essentially, they're screening it every day at 7 p.m. where you buy a ticket to screen it at 7 p.m. at home, but they're uh, limiting the amount of tickets and it's currently sold out through uh, February 22nd. So do with that what you will. But you could rent it on iTunes for 20 bucks in about two weeks. So maybe just wait till then. And otherwise, today, you can say goodbye to all the boys on Netflix. This one called Always and Forever drops today. And over on FX, they're premiering their six-part docuseries called Hip Hop Uncovered. That one looks at the influence that uh, figures from the streets have had in shaping hip-hop music over the past 40 years. You can catch that tonight at 9 p.m. or watch it tomorrow on Hulu. All right, tomorrow, basically just a new SNL with uh, Regina King and Nathaniel Rateliff as the music guest. And on Sunday, American Idol returns on the ABC at 8 p.m. Stars has a new six-part series called The Luminaries at 9.30 p.m., which is a star-crossed lover's period piece based on a best-selling book. You also have John Oliver returning on HBO at 11 p.m. And over on CNN at 9 o'clock, they have their new travel and food series, Stanley Tucci Searching for Italy. And I hear he knows a lot about it, so I uh, hope he finds it. As always, this thing is free, so uh, please share it with your team, coworkers, or any colleagues or vendors you do work with. I mean, it's Valentine's Day weekend. We'll just count it as your gift to me. I mean, those provocatively shaped chocolates last year were great, but uh, let's do this in 2021. And we'll play me off today with some uh, new old Taylor Swift. She has finished her re-recorded version of her 2008 album, Fearless, which will come out on April 9th. And she's added six more new never-released songs, which are still not released. But she did give us a new re-recorded version of Love Story, although this version she now fully owns. So congrats to Taylor on uh, the first step in regaining ownership of her music. And happy President's Day weekend to you. Yay, Presidents! Well, except the last one. And Taft. Don't get me started on Taft. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'll see you on Tuesday. Tuesday.